Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 5, Episode 17. The trials period is over. The HSR finals will be upon us next week. Get your tickets for Bloomington. Taylor and I on this podcast do the big school preview. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Colin vote. Taylor Marshall. We're bringing you all the action immediately. We're not even going to do a week three recap. Taylor, let's get right into the HSR finals. Big school first. Let's do our big school preview right now. And then after the break, maybe we'll do kind of our extra stuff we normally do. And then tomorrow or later in this next week, we'll bring the small school preview. And that'll be maybe more of a tight 40 without all of our extra stuff in it. Sounds good? Sounds good to me, boss. All right, here we go. Big school is first. The big school meet will start on March 25th, next Saturday, or this upcoming Saturday, I suppose, once you're listening to this. It will be at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Are you familiar with that school? I've been there. And in fact, I attended class a time or two. Yeah, that's that sounds about the right amount. <laughs> the tickets are limited to the first thousand ticket buyers. So they're they're doing a total of what three thousand people over the course of the whole day, and uh, they figure a thousand athletes. So a thousand tickets available for purchase for each of the two different sessions. So when you go online, make sure you select the appropriate session. You're buying your ticket for whether or not your school is a big school or large or small school based on the 6a football classification we have a mock meet this is a very tentative loose rough mock meet because we don't have the heat sheets out we don't know who's declared the only people that i've extracted from this would be the ones that i know will not declare for that which is one kid okay so it's as accurate as we could possibly make it given our information as of this as evening. of right now we don't even have the uh finalized results from one meet that is still going on or maybe just recently finished it's 8 26 p.m east coast daylight savings time i have not uh, heard from our source up at this undisclosed location so i'm assuming the meet is still happening uh i know the boys four by four happened a, a, about an hour ago so i think it's over Okay. However, this is without that meat put in, which I don't think would affect maybe a points, a, a point or two, two points here or there. Okay, ready. Boys mock HSR finals based exclusively off of the current leaderboards. And a lot, a lot could shift. This is not like the outdoor state meet where we know everyone's going to be there. There's spring break. There's all that. Okay, right. there we go. We've got all the disclaimers out. First, Zionsville, 62 points. Second, Center Grove, 52. Remember, relays count double. Third, Brownsburg, 43. Fourth, Plainfield, 31. Fifth, Bloomington North, 30. Sixth, Warren, 28. And seventh, Carmel, shout out, 26. What sticks out to you from that? Okay, two, two things stick out to me. The first being the highest projected team in Zionsville, right? 
So Zionsville, the on the boys' side, the runner-up uh, for cross country this past fall. Um, so we know they have some some talent in the distance. Obviously, we're seeing that leaderboard, right? There's they're the top in both of the distance relays. Um, but they're a team that we really or I didn't mention um, a few weeks ago as being possible title contenders. So um, a little surprising, but they're a big school and they've got a lot of depth. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't be as surprised to see them ranked or projected to score, I should say, as highly um, as 62 points and and to be the, the top uh, at the HSR finals. The other surprising point to me, Plainfield, the team that was or is my number one team in the state right now, uh, projected to score 31 points based off those leaderboards. That's good for fourth, a distant fourth. Um, however, this is a team that is clearly better suited for outside, right? You mentioned it before you rolled through the point totals that relays count as double. Yes, Plainfield does have a very strong four by one and four by four. However, they're lacking in what is the four by eight and the DMR. Therefore, some of the, uh, their talent doesn't shine as bright at the HSR finals, where we'll see some of their individuals uh, in events like the hurdles or the high jump uh, really place high and score well for them. So I'm still big on playing field, um, but that was surprising to see them a distant fourth place in the projected point total. So of Zionsville's 62 points, 40 of those are the two distance relays. Yeah, that's huge. They have the number one time in the four by eight and the number one time in the DMR. And it looks like maybe two of those kids overlapped. I mean, if we go by who's listed there. Uh, that's probably the case. I didn't okay. do that much digging. But I, I do know this. Zionsville is, is going to need to make some decisions on that. And there's just, they're, they're not going to win both. They're not going to win both the real. Right. So every team or almost every team is going to need to decide which one of these do we want to concentrate on. If it's for distance, if it's the four by eight, you could bring the, the kids back to do the DMR. That is totally conceivable. There's right. going to be about 75 minutes in between those races for the boys and for the girls, which is a good amount of time, but that's not a ton. If you absolutely send it, which you're going to need to do, right? You're not going to be able to jog and try um, to win and, right. and win. And so I think Zionsville 62 is fool's gold. I think a team could score 60 or so, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think Zionsville is the favorite. I think center Grove is the favorite because center Grove at 52 is the number one team in both sprint relays. And I think that's a lot more reasonable to think that they'll win both. In fact, I think they, I think they will win both. It, I mean, it certainly seems that way, right? I mean, if you look at those two sprint relays, you know, they are, are far and above, um, you know, their, their closest competitors, right? I mean, as an example here in the uh, four by four, I mean, you know, there's a, a second and a half gap here on, on Lake Central, I guess. However, I don't know if we've seen Center Grove. That, that time from Center Grove is from March 1st, by the way. Um, I'm not sure we've now, seen it is that. on the bank track at IU and none of these other times are. Well, that is true. And and at one point the coaches association was converting those times and they're not anymore. However, I think that center growth uh, is probably capable of running faster 
Um, we just haven't seen them in a while. They don't tend to run, especially now that they're not involved in a conference meet. They don't tend to run uh, a lot of big indoor meets that maybe our team uh, are being Carmel or, uh, you know, one of these other teams may go to, right? I think I know in their home facility, they host a lot of smaller meets, uh, but they're not necessarily translated to the uh, direct athletics rankings or TFERS board or, or wherever we're at now. So here's here's why I think Center Grove could, could get even more than 52, although they're maxed out on those two sprint relays, right? So Zionsville 62, 40 of those are the two distance relays. Zion or Center Grove 52, 40 of those are the two sprint relays. Center Grove much more likely to score sprint relay points than Zionsville. I think Zionsville potentially could uh, like Zionsville ran essentially a B team today at, um, at U Indian ran eight twelve. Zionsville could run a B team four by eight or a B team DMR and still score, but it's not going to be 20. It's going to be like four, right. Or six. Sure. And, and to the point about Zionsville sprints. So, okay. They're four by two right now is seated sixth, right? That's enough for the fast heat right there. And that's one thirty-two two one, right? In that case, wouldn't you rather be in the second heat? Well, that's, that depends, right? Kind of depends on your guys, right? It, it may be nice to be at the front and have, you know, what you and I would call clean air to run that four by two um, up front and not have to worry about it it may be more advantageous for some guys to be in the thick of it right there with guys to push them, you know, that kind Not of in the four by two. Down to. Yeah. It, the four by two is also unique in that the first handoff comes within, you know, so, okay. They're, they're the 16. So what are they in there? Are they in the lane one down in IU? I think so. And that would be so, the worst lane to be in. That, that would be the toughest lane to be in. You're right. And that, you know, would negate, I mean, not negate totally, but it's not, you're not getting the full use of the bank track. And then, yeah, you know what, as, as we're talking this out some more, I don't, I'm not as excited about it, but the point is they're within striking range and scoring and who knows what could happen. Um, and uh, we don't know the results from that one meet. So they could, could they theoretically? They, yeah, that I would be hoping, I would be hoping for that if I were them. So, but I think center Grove could pick up some extra points because Center Grove seated 11th in the four by eight outside of scoring in this mock meet, but in the fast heat, I think Center Grove is going to score in the four by eight. Yeah. Center Grove 12th in the DMR currently in the fast heat outside of scoring, but if they can get in, get a good 1200 leg kind of hang in there. And then in the 3200 Center Grove has two boys that are in it. And they are seated 11th and 24th, the 24th best time right now. Um, again, that meet hasn't gone, but we, we've seen the results of the 3,200. So that's not going to bump anybody out of the top 24. The 24th best time right now in the 3,200 is 938 for the big school boys. 938. Last year, I think it was like 948. And then obviously not all of the, not all of these boys are going to declare, but it's going to be like the slowest time to get in. It's going to be like 942 or 943. I estimate. Breaking news, Colin, the uh, blue and white relays have just wrapped up and those results are now posted. Oh, great. So we can, yeah, we can refresh this and go from there. Hit, yeah. Hit um, all right. Let's, let's move on then to the non we'll go through all the distance uh, events. Let's do non-distance event to watch for the big school boys. What's your event? 
Okay, my non-distance event to watch for the big school boys will be the boys shot put. Right? Uh, Center Grove just got bumped out of the four by eight for the for the fast heat if everyone declares it's in front of them. Okay. Changes some things for them a little bit, possibly here. Man, um, I'm glad we ran a good team today because we would have gotten bumped out at 820. That's incredible. Four by 817, eight. 99 is the last time in the fast heat for the boys four by eight. Well, by its back, baby, we were worried about it. Looks Glad like I called Provenzano. Looks like it's on top. He's a made guy. All right, I'm talking I'm about into the four by. Didn't let him sit out this week. Boys who don't want to. Run Grove the also bumped out of the DMR. Stretch well, of imagination. Could, Your shot putters right here. Um, that's what we're going to talk about for my non-distance event here at the boys' big school meet. Um, a team that you discussed, uh, one of the top three teams, and in, in one of my sort of top tier teams. Um, for this year, Brownsburg, right? Um, Brownsburg has uh, right now two guys in the throws in the top five, right? Two in the top five and a third shot putter, um, 11th, right? So within scoring distance right there. So that could offset some relays if they score big enough. Again, the relays are doubled in individual events or not, but you know, there's a team that uh, could, could use some bonus points, if you will, in an open event. Um, outside of that, uh, Center Grove does have a thrower at 15th, um, you know, so we could see maybe he could, you know, toss a big one here about a foot beyond what he's done so far and get him in the mix. Uh, Carmel, another team that you uh, mentioned, you know, shout, shout out, out. Uh, Drew Franklin uh, sitting fourth right now um, in the uh, boys large school uh, shot put competition. So a lot of a lot of guys there at 51 and change a uh, couple at 53 and then uh, we start to get to a little bit more rarefied area 55 56 and your leader um, who i'll talk about a little bit more later on um Cade Edwards from north central just over 60 feet in the shot put man that's another guy over 60 already yes sir <sighs> okay so my event to watch is also a field event so buy your tickets and uh, go wherever they're doing the long jump. Now, when I picked the long jump, the blue and white relays had not populated on direct athletics. Since that has, we kept, we've talked in previous podcasts, no one's gotten a hold of one in the long jump, right? Right. Somebody got a hold of one today and his name's Michael Griffith. He goes to Hamilton Southeastern High School and he uh, leapt 22 feet, nine and a half of an inch. But right. after Michael Griffith, the best performance today was Joseph Walker, who'd gone 22 feet, one and a quarter of an inch. And then after that, there's, so the top four are two boys from HSC and two boys from Warren. And from Joe Walker in second, there are, 14 boys now within a foot of that okay what's, what's wow. the runway what's the pit like what what are the what are the event what are the venues like for field events specifically the long jump at iu you would know better than me on this uh you know i gotta be honest i, I don't know a lot i know things kind of vary from venue to venue um i know the collegiate runway and pit seems to be a little different from what most of the kids encounter at the high school level, just based off how we see results come in. 
Um, but I, I gotta be honest, I really don't have a good answer for you on that one. So we'll have to defer to someone on the message board. HSE has three boys in the top 10 right now in the long jump. Wow. So our, our mock meet that we had didn't have HSE in it. I don't know that they're scoring more than, you know, than 20 points anyways, but it didn't include that. And that could, you know, that would knock Warren down a few points. Um, that would knock Zionsville down a few, a few points as well. Yeah. Do you agree with me? Do you think center Grove is the team to beat? So I, they're the best sprint team uh, right now, it seems. And and like you said, the leader of the two sprint relays um, plus, you know, if we look at a couple of these individual events, right uh, in the 60 or the hurdles uh, we could definitely see center Grove score points and in, in those plus all the upside on their distance squad, right? You hit on this a little bit with the four by eight, but we, we know now, that if they, if they get out. bumped down into those slower heats, I mean, they might get seventh or eighth, but they're not going to finish third or fourth out of those slow heats. There's no way, but they might score something. It might be enough. Right. I mean, if that's true. That's true. Last squad, year, it, it, was, it was like last year. I remember it was, uh, we scored 60, we being Carmel, uh, direct deposit shut up and uh, Plainfield had 48. And that seems like a wide gap, right? 12 points. That's huge. But uh, Carmel finished second in the four by four. Plainfield was third. Fishers won. And all three of those schools were separated by like two tenths of a second, right? Yeah. If it flips, if Plainfield wins, Carmel finishes third, then I think it ends up tied. Yeah. With the or, double, or maybe the playing field even wins with the double right. points, right? It moves, it yeah, it moves fast. Um, so yeah, I mean, I Center Grove again could could score enough in the distance side to be carried by the sprint squad and see what some individuals score a little bit here and there. So yes, if, I, they are the team to beat. If there's one team that beats Center Grove, who do you think it is? If it's one team that beats Center Grove, it is probably. Man, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and say, I just, I don't know if that's enough. I, I maybe it's maybe it's uh, I don't know about Zionsville. Maybe it's Zionsville, but I I just because they have a lot of points projected going in, but I don't know. I, you know, they would need some help from from the sprint group. Uh yeah, I I don't know who who would you say? I mean, I know I know who you want. Like, don't, I, no, but. I, I, don't tell anybody. I, 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 I want I want to say I think it's Car I, I think it's Carmel. And and Carmel could get it done because there's you know one one guy who's seen limited action within the HSR series who could play a bigger role. I don't know. We you and I are related to talk about that. If I'm he, if I'm well, I mean you obviously know what we're gonna do. He's gonna run both the relays, the distance relays. If if I'm being trying to be objective here, center Grove in the distance is what Carmel is in the sprints. Yeah. Seated just outside of that. Yeah. But in the, in the distance, you want to be in the fast heat. You want to be in the fast heat. And if you feel like you can't win, you put your good kids early and just try to hang on as long as you can and be outside of the chaos and get good, clean handoffs and don't have to swing out into lane four. But in the sprint races, you'd rather be in the other ones. You'd rather be in the other heats, especially in the four by two, run your good kids first and everybody can run on a clean track and not and have speaking, to worry about it. And you can run a lane one the whole way. 
Well, yeah, so and speaking of other, the, the, we're in a good position for that, right? Because Carmel, your four by two is in the third heat, uh, or third third fastest heat, right? Uh, and then mm -hmm. up, up the four, and then so heat two, uh, four by four. I I see Carmel's four by two and heat three of four, seated fifteenth, and then Carmel's four by four and heat two seated uh i believe it was uh, 11th is that right yes 11th right now yeah and and trying to trying to identify biases too is that there's certain things that i know about carmel because i'm at practice every day and i go to all the meets right and i i make you know half of the lineup for these kinds of events right i make two of right. the four relay lineups um and i give my input on the other ones which you know who knows if anybody's listening probably probably shouldn't um but like I know, haven't put all of the haven't put all of the best guys necessarily on those relays ran to qualify. I feel reasonably confident that Center Grove did that. But like we were talking about Zionsville, I don't know that Zionsville. We know that Zionsville loaded their four bite in their DMR at very competitive meets. Yeah, and Zionsville's coaches worked together with coaches at the other meet to say these are the ones that were loading. So they yeah. did that for the meet at Indiana Wesleyan. Then they did it for the HCC meet. But looking at the names for center grove i think they still got boys that they could put on there right and we know that we know that carmel has that and then of course in the, in that kind of middle classes brownsburg plainfield bloomington north at 30 they've got decisions to make because they've got kyle clark way up in the 3200 and on the four byte and the dmr and there's no way he can do all all three of those so you have to right. scratch one of those out and that's that's going to cost them warren at 28 i think is interesting because they do have sprint relays not seated to score but could kind of in the same position that Carmel's uh, Carmel's boys are. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be close on that side. Speaking of which, let's go to distance events. 3,200. This, this to me would be the event to watch if we just did one overall event to watch. Um, okay. The IAT CCCCCCCCCCCCCC. Did I get all the C's there? One more. C. Um, they auto-populated from uh, the indoor national meets. They put in Cole Matisson from Carmel, shout out, at 8.47, confirmed he's not running. So between the top seed then, once you extract uh, Cole, Max Malloy of Elkhart, a sophomore, he's pretty good. He ran this on Friday night. 9.19 down to the eighth best is Sam Quagliaroli, 9.25. So that is the top eight are within six seconds of each other. Now, some of these were run on, some of these are true two mile times. Some of these were run on bank tracks. Some were run on flat tracks. Some were run in very competitive um, meets. Some were run solo. Is there a name? If you, if you know that Cole's not going to run, is there a name in this group that sticks out to you? Oh, I got a name in this group. Oh, I got yeah, it. Does he, does he have two first names? Uh, he does not have two first names. Oh, although Kyle Clark has two first names too. I never thought about that. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Kyle. Clark. Any name can be a first name if you're really about it. If you really like it, yeah. I mean, but he, like you said, he's got to make decisions or his coaches or whatever. Um, all right, with it that close and that loaded, my pick, and this is a little bit from the head, but mostly from the heart. Nasty Nate Colleen, Colin. Look at him right there, just lurking at number twelve. 
He ran a solo 929 effort at the mm-hmm. Mick. Ever heard of it? Championships. It's certainly not anymore. Uh, you know, Friday night. 12, 12 is really 11. 12 so, is really 11, right? Yeah. Cole. Um, but you know, he's, he's there again, 929. That's 10 seconds back from the top seed. Um, you know, we, we know Nate can run a little bit faster than that. Nasty Nate, man, just, he's got those, he's, he's going to he's going to IU, right? I mean, this is going to be his track. He likes those red knee high socks to represent, uh, both his current school colors and his few colors, man. I mean, Ah, how could you pick against Nasty Nate? Um, I I won't I I won't tell him that Indiana hasn't won the national championship men's basketball in my lifetime. All right, I'm gonna say in the watch, here. Watch out for three boys with six first names between them. All right, Kyle Clark. Yep, if he runs it, Cameron Todd. Yeah, Ty Garrett. Those are those are six first names right there. Yep. That's who I'd watch out for. All right. Four by eight. We're doing these in the order that they'll be at the meet. Three teams have broken eight minutes. Zionsville ran 757. Bloomington North ran 757. Franklin Central ran 759. All three of those teams have decisions to make. My guess would be not all three of them load up the four by eight, if I had to guess, which I mean. It'd be weird if I was like, I'm not going to say anything. It's like, well, then why did you turn the microphones on? That'd be my guess. Okay. Westfield has also run 801. Three of the top four times came from the same race. The four bite is often about competition. Yeah. What are you thinking? I, I'm thinking that, and we'll maybe talk about this with the girls side here too, but the four by eight for both boys and girls indoors here has been very fast. I mean, I, I think what we're seeing, and, and maybe that will translate to this uh, finals here, I don't know, but uh, certainly very fast right there. Um, we, we It's hard because, like you said, it's about the decisions, right? You can't, you can't, do, you can't do a 32 four-by-eight double. There's no. just not, there's no time. I mean, it's- I wouldn't advise it. It is near impossible. Um, you you could do the four by eight DMR as you mentioned earlier if you're not going all in on your distance it's, mentally. It's really tough though. It it's not easy. If you it, run a kid on the four by eight, if you bring him back or her back, but especially if you bring him back on the twelve hundred or the sixteen hundred leg, and the longer distance is second, that's really tough. It's a tough day. That is a really tough day. Um, so, you know, again, I'm not going to say I wouldn't do it, wink, but it's really tough. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, um, I, you know, is 805, is it going to take 805 to score? Let's put that, eight, 805, over or under, as the, as the eighth place. I think the, I think the eighth place team will be above that. I think the eighth place team would be under 805 if everyone loaded it. So you're but for instance, Zionsville, Bloomington North, Franklin Central, 757, 757, 759. One of those three or two of those three, or maybe all three of them won't load it. Two of those teams are in your projected top five score score total. I mean, so and the relays right. are worked out. And so- I think I think I think Zionsville certainly could run could 
could save their three stars if they have three stars. You know, they could save their three best guys for the DMR. And they're they ran eight twelve, I think, today. And I don't know that they ran anybody that would be on their loaded DMR, maybe one guy. So yeah. they could, you know, they could save, they could run those same four guys, and that would be like 808 or whatever, 807, 806. And and no. I, I think that would still score. I think that'll still score. Say that you you think that would score there. So okay. I Columbus North, 810 or 809 high, Carmel, 810. Westfield 801. I feel confident Westfield's going to run their four best guys. Yeah. I feel confident Carmel's going to run their four best guys. Um, but I, I I just I don't know about everybody. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think it'll be 805. I think it'll be closer to 810. I think last year 816 scored. 816, 817. Remember last year there was a huge, wow. huge gap, right? Because the winner, three teams ran under the old record. Right. I think somebody this year could challenge that record. I think there'll be multiple teams under 750. I think there'll be multiple teams, certainly under eight. I remember a year that we ran 801 and we were in it until like the last two or 300 meters in 2017. Yeah. And the, like 801 is not going to be anywhere close this time. Okay. DMR. So Zionsville's got the best time and then. Franklin Central, Westfield, Columbus North, Carmel, Bloomington North, all between 1036 and 1038. Again, this is the decisions factor. These yeah. teams all ran loaded to an extent. Now you could do like, well, we ran our best guy on the 800, so we'll move him to the 1600, that kind of thing. Um, to get here, certainly I think it's between those six teams. Yeah. And it comes down to the most important leg, which is the 1600 leg, right? Because it is the, the longest and most significant. Therefore, who has the best? Well, I was going to say miler, but you'll yell at me for it being 1600 meters. Who has the 1600. best? 1600. Although, meter. While we're at 10 minutes already. Um, we're good. We'll, we'll do the boys, then we'll take a break, then we'll do the girls, and then maybe we'll take another break and do the other stuff. So who who has that best anchor leg on that DMR? And um, well, you know, I mean, that's objectively you can just look at how yeah. did they finish at the state meet last year, right? And that would you know give the edge to you know the Carmel Greyhounds because that's Cole Matisse, and who is, should that be the case because he would be the best one. So um, it, anyway, I, I think that would come into factor. But again, like you said, it's either. Are we doing it? Are we not doing it? What kind of group do we want to throw together here? How realistic can we really come back from a 32 to the DMR, from a four by eight to the DMR, right? Both are going to be pretty challenging. Certainly if you're going up against a team that is invested in this one event um, and has a strong miler. So who's got the best anchor leg here um, right now? That's Carmel. Could another team challenge if Cole Matisse and Well, and can you get, you know, can you get just hype, just, hypothetically here one team's got the superior runner over 1600 can you get far enough ahead how far ahead do you need to get what's it like if someone's doubling back from another event that was an hour and a half earlier all of these things come into play zionsville 10 30 is six seconds clear of the field yeah dude, but a six second eat. let's say a six that's second not. lead going into the anchor leg that's that's it, not it it could it could be enough i mean zionsville had two boys last year make the state meet in the 1600 individually yeah and no, and they Zinesville's were and they're in 746 in the four by eight 
at the state meet and they bring three of those guys back. Well, Zionsville's got great dudes, right? I mean, we, they again, runner up in the fall. They, they got really talented guys. They're sub eight here on the four by eight this early on, but six seconds over a potential all American or even just another, you know, guys on the field. I mean, that's, that's really not a ton over 1600 meters to, to get it done. They would need, let me say right now they have six second buffer. They would need 10 more seconds to feel good going into the anchor lane. You need, they wouldn't need 16 seconds. They would need north of 10 seconds. It's hard. It's hard for me to, you know, because I'm also like cautious, right? Like there's obviously I want one of these teams to win. Right. right, uh, right. That, that event, it's, it's hard for me to be like, I want to be cautious to be like, well, what, what can you expect from somebody that is coming back from an event where they, they may have been pushed, you know, to the, to the line over 800 meters and now you're doing something that's that's longer the other thing about the dmr is that the four by really takes the four by the four by four that really takes four people the dmr it the four people run it but the 1200 leg and the 1600 leg encompass 70 percent of the relay yeah so it's a little you know it's a little different obviously franklin central uh 1036 they did that they did that by themselves westfield ran 1037 they did not do that by themselves they ran uh in a race where they finished second to zionsville westfield is not going to finish that high up because i feel very confident they're going to run in the four by eight i i don't know that for certain obviously some coaches talk we haven't talked about this in particular um but when when westfield ran 1037 their leadoff ran 306 which is like unheard of for a high school kid yeah, that's moving. But he's better at the 800, so I imagine he's he's more valuable. Even though he'd make up a, a longer, uh, a higher percentage of the DMR, he's more valuable on the 4x8. Right. Um, because, you know, you're, you're looking at like a 152, 153 leg on the 4x8. They right. wouldn't even need that much of a lead over, say, a team that had the, you know, the Foot Locker National Champion. Yeah. Um Columbus North 1037. That's interesting. They, they'll, they'll need to make a decision on that. If they run the four by eight, they won't be up there at the front. Carmel 1037. Um, that that there's substitutions to make there. Bloomington 1038 is also interesting. Um, I think did Bloomington run 1038 on the same day that they ran 757? Let me look. They did. They did. So that's another team that could potentially double back. Now they're probably bringing back the same kids. Yeah. And uh, one of them is a freshman. Well, maybe they don't need him for the DMR. They certainly need him for the four by eight, but that's, you know, it's, it's not that it's not the state meet. It's not the be all end all of the whole season, but there, there are some emotions attached to this, that it's hard to go to the well and for Bloomington North to say run against Columbus North and Westfield and Carmel and give a max effort. And then for those kids to come back and do that again. But if they were to say, run the DMR completely fresh, that, that would be a, that would be a tough team. That would be a tough, a a tough contestant. Well, this is a meet, like you said, it's not the end all be all, but it is a meet you want to do well at. I mean, it is the unofficial indoor state meet. And if you're, on the distance side, like you said, this is an opportunity to see high level competition from around the state that as we go into the spring break period, 
you know, you're really not going to see elite level competition after this on the distance side until you get to the flash of showcase until you get sure. to the Carmel showcase. So we've and got in terms of the realize you're not going to see it into the state. Meet. Yeah. So, you know, this is again, not the end all be all, but it's an opportunity to run fast and test yourself early to see where you are and get some good competition. And, uh, you know, you know, these times that we'll see after the HSR finals and some of these, uh, you know, like the four by eight as an example, which continues outdoors, they're going to be some of the best times in the state until, like you said, we get late in the season. Um, so it's, you, you want to perform well here, but regardless of the outcome, you're not hopefully looking back after the first weekend of June with this final circled on your calendar, like, man, we really crushed it that day. You know, hopefully you've got some more to hang your hat on after. Sure. Well, we we want to be uh, we want to be self aware, but sometimes we we fall a little short. And here's one spot that we thought maybe we could get through all of this in 40 minutes, and we were wrong. We got through just the boys in 40 minutes. So we will talk about the girls after the break. Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at temposportsrehab.com. Okay, and we're back. So we did the boys preview before the break. It's a boys first year. We'll do the girls preview here after the break, and then we'll see what kind of extras we can get to, including potentially the next rounds of our fantasy track draft. If we get to that, I believe it is my turn to pick the girls first, and it's your turn to pick the boys first. That is correct. Awesome. Okay. So mock state meet based on the leaderboards before the blue and white relays populated that could change things around a little bit including the hamilton southeastern girls which look to factor into some of the relay seedings number one warren you this is the team you were on pretty early you said they were gonna have a pretty good year uh so far that looks to be correct warren central 61 points number two noblesville 49 number three columbus north 42 fourth North Central, 38, and then a tie for fifth is Carmel, shout out, and Brownsburg, 37. What do you yeah. make of that? Well, uh, like you had said, you know, Warren is showing why uh, I thought they'd be really strong, certainly after that first meet uh, in early March, and they're continuing to roll. They are uh, clearly the best uh, sprint group in terms of the relays, right? Um, they currently lead the four by two and they are a very close second to the Carmel Greyhounds in the four by four. Um, they also have a couple of high ranking long jumpers um, and some hurdlers and, and uh, 60 dash girls that'll factor in. So um, they, they look like the really, really tough team right there. Noblesville um, really strong on the distance side. Uh, we've already kind of talked about the difficulty of doubling up, but they are a team with the depth, right? We a saw lot of depth. Tons, right? I mean, they had uh, the, their, their 
state champions in cross country from the fall. Uh, I know that they were, you know, eight girls for seven and, spots. And you know what? They're not seeded to score in the DMR. But I would guess they're going to score. Uh, yeah. So they're yeah. going to be higher than 49. They're going to be higher. Poten- they have potential to score higher than 49. And I, I would say they've they've got a greater – yes, because of that, they're seeing – I think they have better than a 50% chance to score over 50 points. I I like that. I would yeah. take that for sure. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to be – for 50. Uh, so, again, the, the two best teams uh, in the state, thinking. Uh, and then, you know, the other uh, high-level team that we talked a lot about uh, early on, Carmel Greyhounds, right? Shout out. Shout out right now, uh, number one in the four by four, uh, four by two. That Carmel, um, Carmel's gonna finish. I'll, I'll say it, you probably won't. Carmel's gonna finish first or second in the four by four. Okay. And the four by two is currently seated fourth, and that group has not run together since that opening. And meeting. I think, I think that, I think that is riskier. Four by two is riskier, but I, but yeah. they're gonna be in scoring position. Could, could. We could could win, could win that, but could I win. think I think like the projected the average. So fourth place is what twelve points? No, ten points. Carmel's average, if you ran two 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 thousand simulations of this meet, Carmel's average is probably high single digits in the four by two. In the four by two, in the four by four, it's going to be first or second. Right. It's just it's going to be. You coach the girls, I coach the boys. Sometimes, you know, I can be outwardly a little more confident about the girls, and you could maybe be outwardly a little more confident about the boys. It looks better for us. But Carmel's going to finish really high up in the 4 by 4 A lot of 400 depth. And then last last point here on, on our own team here before I move on from this celebration of the Hounds. Uh, 4 by 8 seated 6th. Um, a couple of substitutions to make so that that can yeah. move up. And we'll, we'll, be high, we'll be higher than 6th in the 4 by push the team total up but the the other team i think is interesting and i, I know you hit on this because we we're waiting for results to come in but the it, hamilton southeastern girls um yes. you know they're not factored into this uh point total as you said before you read them off now and number two in the dmr behind num- columbus north number columbus two- north at third's got some decisions to make because they're not going to finish third in the four bite and win the dmr Number two, the DMR HSC is number five in the four by four. Uh, they're number. And those six. are different. Those are different kids, right? They, right, but mainly different kids. They are. They're different kids, but I'm, they're different I'm kids because they did it both today. Yeah, and and they're going to score a lot of points. Is, is kind of what I'm getting at here, right? Their their relays are in scoring position. Um, the the question will be, like you said, what what will they do? They've got two uh, top girls and the 3200 by top i mean two of the top seven um however they yeah. will be on those relays should those right. relays for position particularly the dmr that would be really really challenging double um but yeah I, not it, not it, impossible we're talking like two to more like two and a half hours probably between those two but that's just and i know there's the sprint people are playing the world's tiniest violin as we say this but like Man, to do two all-out distance races in the same day, just yeah. physically and emotionally, to gear yourself up, not for 25 seconds at a time or even 60 seconds at a time, right. but for just the aerobic and anaerobic 
firestorm of that to do that two or three times in the same day is really really tough right at this and level of competition especially you're likely doing that because you're in, i mean this is my own opinion here right but maybe you're likely into doing that because you you want a good team outcome you want to try mm -hmm. to score points you're you're not going to score enough in the individual event to, to make it worth the effort that you just described Right. to run the 32 and come back on one of those reasons. Now, if that's not a factor, if you don't worry, hey, I'm not worried about where our team is. We just, we want our, hey, our girls made it. They placed high in the 32. Like, let's let them go run hard and then let's try to pull them back in the DMR and hey, try your best. Let's see what you can do. Can you, can you help two other teammates get a medal? I mean, you know, again, we don't know their thought process there, um, but I think that- I don't, I don't you know, fancy HSC yet. I don't fancy HSC a title contender. I don't think they're going away with one of the two trophies. Would your thoughts change as we transition outdoors? And the meet's very different. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of their of them to know. I but for instance, like their second indoor meet of the year, their you know their two scores. They both well, one ran under eleven minutes, and the other one ran just over eleven minutes. Yeah, they're not scoring a bunch, like. It's just we're we're at a time right now on the boys and the girls, but especially on the girls, where the the number of points that you need, the times that you need to run, the performances you need to have at the state meet to score enough points to be a contender in the sixteen hundred or the thirty two hundred is just astounding right now. Yeah. And you know, you could run outdoors. My gosh, some some girl is going to run 1040 at the state meet in the 3200, which is insane. And she's going to get two points. And that's just not going to turn the tides of the state yeah. meet with Warren and Noblesville and, and, you know, potentially us on with with all of those kind of stars and the relays and stuff, even at the outdoor state meet where the relays aren't worth double like that's That's going to that's going to be tough. Yeah. And, and sprint explosive athletes are worth so much more than distance athletes. Cause you can just do it three or four times on the same day versus yeah. man, if you're going to score twice, like this would be an interesting thing. There's more on the girl's side, obviously than on the boy's side. I shouldn't say, obviously there's just, there's more on the girl's side over the last 10 years, but gosh, how many boys have, have meddled in two open distance events in the last 10 years? It's single digits. It really is. Yeah, it's it's the small smaller number that's attempted it, and obviously a very small number who have been able to. And not to, not to not to win. I'm not talking about to win. I know I know over down. the last thirty years, it's only been four boys that won, and it's it's pretty soon going to be three boys once we get thirty years away from Andy Begley, which was 1994. Like just since in the last twenty years, only three boys have won. But how many have even done both? Other than those three boys, I can only like two or three come to mind. It is it is just incredibly hard to do, um, particularly if we're talking outdoors and uh, you know early June, first weekend of June, right? Who who knows? It right. could be very and, much like twenty twenty one, where it's very very hot. Right, and these and these two girls from from southeastern, like they're both incredible, but yeah. they're they're more like the twelfth or fifteenth best distance runners in the state. They just they had you know they had the the wrong judgment to be born around the same two years that 
Sutherland and Cridge and Farley and Kennedy and 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 all, and, and yeah. yeah yeah all of those girls were born so yeah I I think it's between Warren and Noblesville I I think Carmel could shout out could maybe maybe get into it with some with some really good relays uh relay performances but but you know on the on the girls side on the distance we're like any other team we've got you know we've got decisions to make the only time you wouldn't have a decision to make is when you have some sort of at least in the big school uh, you know in the small school I think one of the small schools has two kind of all-time great girls so they they can maybe run rampant on that um and you know another another small school has one of the top five to ten distance runners in the state and she can probably give them a lot of help um but it's hard it's hard it's hard to double right you know that that if you don't have the all the all-time stone cold lock best kid in the state it's it's gonna be tough yeah no There's doubt. also nothing wrong with just saying this, we're going all in. This is what we're going for. We're not obsessed with the team score and trying to finish fourth instead of seventh. We just want to go in, compete, have a good performance and, and then keep it moving. And we'll see you in April. That's fine too. Nothing's wrong with that. Uh, your non-distance event to watch. Non-distance event to watch here on the girl side is the uh, high jump, right? The girls high jump. Um, right now, uh, Melina Miller from Noblesville, one of those teams that are factored at the top, she has the top seed of five feet, eight inches. Uh, Bailey Sinish from Fort Wayne Carroll at five, seven. And then there are several girls, three to be, sorry, four to be exact, who are tied at five, six with uh, five, five, and then several more at five, four. So it's very close uh, competition right there. Uh, if we go back to last year's results, the um, top two were from the same school. One is graduated. The other is not factored in these results. Um, so that means Melina Miller is the uh, top returner um, that we've seen here thus far compete at 5'4", and she's now jumping 5'8", uh, right now. So, um, you know, looks like the uh, girls' high jump could be a, a lot of fun, and uh, we could see her... Uh, push toward that 510 mark potentially uh, indoors would be really impressive we'll, we'll we'll see we'll watch you love field events you want field events both times field events unsung heroes right when you get there at the meet uh next saturday right find you a spot and uh watch and see what's happening on the field right i mean so much you know is paid to the track but um you know we get to see some all-time greats in the field, whether it's uh, watching boys throw the shot over 60 feet or a girl jump uh, pushing 510, or uh, we haven't even talked about pole vault, right? We have got uh, elite pole vaulter on both the boys and girls side. Uh, we could see vault over 17 feet or and one, you know, well over 13 and a half feet for the girls. So, um, you know, that's hard to miss as you're sitting in the stand. So uh, there's a lot more than what goes on around that banked oval. So shout out to those out in the field. You're going to get some love on this podcast or in Bloomington in the indoor track, which is in, it's actually in the field, right? It's all in, I believe it's all inside. Yeah. Those shot, shots just outside. Isn't it? Shots just outside. Yeah. Although there is a shot ring on the inside and and they've thrown in that in the past, but typically they throw in the ring outside. Dude, if Luke Himes and Colin Wilson are thrown, they better not be thrown inside the track. Cause I don't want, they better uh, walk out the building. Let's yeah, I don't, put on I the don't. lane. Right. I don't want any of my goons from Garen getting knocked over by a wayward shot that decided to bounce over onto the track. 
Up Let's uh, call up one of those fraternities and have them send their pledges out to catch the shot and uh, send them back here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have pledges in the spring. Um, okay. My event to watch is not a field event. This is our first non-field event from non-distance right. events to watch. Here you go. Ready? 60 dash. Watch okay. the 60 dash today. We had a boy uh, in the in the final. Uh, the meet we went to had trials and finals. And uh, he made it to the finals. And we're watching them all come across to somebody. One of our other coaches looks at me and goes, Hey, Colin, what place do you think he got? I looked at him and I was like, I have no idea. It was right. It's so close coming in. They're separated yeah. by hundreds of a second. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to happen here. You ready for the top times in the 60? Give them to me. Here are top four, 767, 767, 768, 768. It's closer than it sounds. That is close. How about that? Okay, you ready for the next few? Give me a few more. 772, 773, 774, 774, 775, 775. That's the top 10. It is. I mean, that is that is just so fast. It is going to be wild. And they take eight to the finals. Yes. So, I mean, that there's, oh boy, that is uh, jam-packed right there. Uh, and I think this this uh, could be in the in the team results as well. Carmel's got a girl just outside of the top eight. Warren Central's got a girl just outside of the top eight. Uh, Brownsburg, who's kind of in it, two girls just inside of the top eight. But yeah. could Brownsburg girls go one two? Well, yes. can they run you know five hundredths of a second faster? Then they're then they're going one two. Well, I mean those teammates are in March fourth, so yeah, they could easily do that. Sure. So yeah, you you kind of you kind of stole stole my. It's almost like we planned that out, right? I mean, I was about to say the very same thing about the team score. So, um, yeah, it, we'll we'll see. He'll have an early indicator to see who might be in it. Paul Pierce. Reason. That's why they brought me here. That's right. Although I, I guess I brought myself here. Uh, all right, distance events. You ready? Let's do it. Thirty-two hundred. Julia Kiesler, a senior from Columbus. Do you remember where she's going to college? She remember. is going to Idaho State. Idaho or, State? Or, sorry, no, no, no. Boise State. Boise Idaho. State. Boise State in Idaho. I don't know why I said it that way. Boise State is the school she's attending with the beautiful blue artificial turf on their football field, although she's not going to be playing football for them because she runs fast. Uh, the track's probably blue then too, right? I don't know. Maybe. let's. Uh, we'll look that up. I bet, I bet it is. I bet it is. She has the number one uh qualifying time she ran 1037 at the bloomington north invitational that was the second one that did take place on the banked track addison canablo of fort wayne homestead is listed as the second best it's 1043 but for for whatever reason the boys times from new balance nationals in boston have populated but addison's time has not and i think she ran somewhere in the 1020s for a full two mile so, you know, take another couple seconds off. That's probably still in the 1020s. Yeah. She, she She's the favorite for this big school race, right? She's the favorite and she is the defending champion. So, and I think in a previous podcast, we talked about, does she still have the indoor record? And Sophia Kennedy had run a time and we couldn't quite figure out, was it 10, was it 10, 13? Was it 10, 16? Was it 10, 17? Whatever. Addison Canabo still does have the indoor record over 3,200 meters. Okay. And I would guess that after this, she will she will have the record. She will either break that or 
it will not be broken. I, I don't foresee, we'll get to this in the small school. I don't foresee Sophia Kennedy, Gretchen Farley, Julia Kiesler. I don't think anybody's going under that mark this season. Okay. Um, and then there's, you know, there's a whole host of girls that have run under 11 minutes. Would you say 11 minutes and five minutes are 11 minutes for 3,200 and five minutes for 1,600? Those are pretty equivalent performances. On the boys' side, or sorry, on the girls' side? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I know. And I would say for the boys, it's probably the same, right? Like a boy runs under five minutes as a freshman or 11 minutes. You're like, hey, this is a guy that could help us out in the future. Yeah. Maybe yeah, was, not necessarily so, in Hamilton County, but. Girl side, sub five, 1600, sub 11, 3200. Those sound like equivalent performances for sure. Anything else to watch in the 3200? Uh, and the 3200, I would say no. Um, you know, we've got a just a kind of a an eclectic bunch of uh, athletes up there. I mean, you know, again, Noblesville has two who are near scoring position. Um, you know, you you could see them add on to their total uh, as they go for Warren. Uh, Carmel's got a couple who are up there, but you know, we you know we'll, we'll see as far as scoring there. But uh, that seems a that seems a little outside of scoring range, right? Seems outside of school. I mean, just being objective, obviously, we hope. Yeah. We hope she runs, they both run as well as they can. But yeah. But, you know, so they're, they're listed there. And then, uh, you know, North Central's got three girls listed and we'll see what they end up doing as well. So um, we yeah. don't project. I, I would guess North Central, if I had to guess, I would guess North Central doesn't run their girls in that and does the relays. I think if they focused on one particular relay, they could be very dangerous i think that's a school that yes they could do very very well and potentially aim to win in one of them especially depending on which especially depending on what noblesville or columbus north or carmel does um they'd have a hard time doubling back in the second of that yes four by eight Noblesville, 933 is the top seed. I think that's faster than they ran last year to win it, right? Yes, it is. Northview has run 936. Columbus North has run 939, and that 939 did not include Julia Kiesler, and it probably won't at the finals. I think that's a safe bet. I think given the fact that she's the top seed in the third 200 and they're in contention without her, it seems to make sense. Um, she didn't run it for them outdoors last year. So I, I would be surprised to see her on the lineup uh, actually taking the, the baton there uh, in that event. North Central 942. We would project them with their best four much faster than that. Uh, yes, I think they could be faster than that with their with their best uh, four out there. Just a, a little bit more competitive. Yep. Homestead 943. That was without Canablo, but it's probably going to be without Canablo at the final. Repeat right. what I said about Columbus North. Yeah. I She'll don't probably, Canablo probably run the 3,200 and then the DMR. I would guess. Yeah. And and then when we get to the DMR, Homestead's time is without her at that meet as well. Yeah. Carmel 943, that was run. There's, there's some eat fresh, right? There's some subs to make there. There are some subs to be made. Absolutely. We sent you and I are gonna be sandwich artists over the next the next seven days. Making subs, baby. Come see us like we're at Jimmy John's freaky fast. So the winner's gonna be among those six teams. 
trying to be objective here, Noblesville's Noblesville probably still the favorite. So Noblesville runs 9.33 at the HCC meet, but yeah. that's not the advantage that it is on the boys' side where the teams ran 7.57, 7.59, and 8.01. And you can watch this. The, I, the HSECC dad on YouTube has all of the races from the HCC meet. Yes. That's a lot of letters. Hours. So you can watch that on there. And when you watch that on the boys' side, it's a it's a real back and forth. And Westfield's got the lead, and Franklin Central's second kid runs 154, and then Zionsville goes 156, and then 157, and they win, and everybody's getting pushed to the max on every single leg, which yeah. is like the week we went to today. Some of the races we saw that. Yeah. Some of the races we didn't. Um that was not the case at this HCC meet. And I don't know if Noblesville ran their four best girls on that, but I think there's more to go there. Let me, let me set it over under here, over under 925 for the winning time. What are you going? I'm going under, but just slightly, because I think as you mentioned, Noblesville's got more in the tank and they are probably the favorite um, so I think if they're pushed a little bit as at least one team, I believe can push them. I think, I think the under is right, right under nine twenty-five, but not significantly. And let's not, I know we mentioned them earlier. Let's not discount North view. So I don't want to be only big population center focused here on, you know, in the area, Fort Wayne schools, and then, and then Columbus North who just is is always mentioned because they're always good. Northview ran 936 and it was three weeks ago. I know it was on a bank track, but they won by like a ton. Right. Um they could be in there. Again, 936 fast enough to, to compete to win it last year. Sure. You know, at, at the finals. So and they're already doing that on March 1st. It seems so. to me that just like playing out the game theory on this, that last year it was more about the DMR. I think this year it's going to be more about the four by it seems to be that way for both boys and girls thus far indoors, right? Now, last, last year on the boys' side, it was more four by eight. Yes. Um, I don't know if that means it's going to be more DMR focused. Again, there's there's the queen on the chessboard on the boys' side, gender neutral queen here of the chess pieces. But like that kind of shifts that game theory on the girls' side that doesn't really exist on, on the big school at least. Yeah. All right, you ready? Let's do it, DMR. DMR. So this, this could be close. Columbus North, 1228. HSC ran 1231 today. Floyd, who won it last year, ran 1233. Northview in there as well. They've got decisions to make. They're, they're not going to be able to do both. I think I would guess they go four by eight. Um, and then and then bring girls back. Maybe they could score, but they're not going to be contending to win. Twelve thirty nine, North Central twelve forty seven, Bloomington South twelve forty seven. Uh, I am looking forward to the Columbus North HSC matchup. I think um, that could be really exciting to watch. Uh, Columbus North uh, has some some more depth. In their DMR, kind of basing things off of where they were this past fall, um, that that looks good. But again, it's about two legs, 
And uh, if, and this is, I mean, this is, I don't know, right? But this is just a guess. If Powers and Butler are those two, you know, again, they they may or may not run the 3200, but if there are those two, that puts them just as competitive as Columbus North. Um, and they may. Uh, what would you do? Oh, man. Well, uh, I guess it comes down to how much value do we put on going for a team title right as i sit here and we yeah, have they're not, they're not in the team race though right well i don't know about that because they've got a four by two and a four by four in scoring position uh they they need a dmr to be up there um i i don't know if i see enough outside of those things to happen but you know then what gives the the most kids the best opportunity and that's probably the dmr right now but you do have two in the top seven. I, th- I think you'd have to go to the, the two and say, look, I, I think this is the best thing for the team right now and try to sell them on that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully they're team players and they want to do that. That's so to answer your question more directly, I would focus on the 3,200 or sorry, <laughs> I would focus on the DMR and pull them from the 32. If I were those. Uh, I think that's, I think that's what I would do. Like, what would I, what would I, there's a human element to this, right? Yeah. Of like, well, like you said, you got to go to the kid and say, what do you want to do? But then there's also like the coaching, the academic exercise of this, which is what would I, what would I program my robots to do? Right. Yeah. So if we got, you're not a big Star Wars guy, but like if they're C3PO and R2D2, what would I just program them to do? And the answer to that, I think clearly is DMR. Yeah. Well, that's where that's where you come in as the the coach who's who's built the relationship with the kid over a year or a few years, and and you know you're sort of the quote unquote expert in the room, and you know it's like, well, I don't know, Coach Altavo, what do you what do you think we should do? And then that's right. you know, hopefully, yeah, and this is the, these are conversations we have multiple times per year. Yeah, but I think especially like a a a burgeoning program here and. I think one of them's a sophomore and one of them's a junior. Yes. Like the momentum of this, if we go in and win the DMR, like that's, that's not nothing. Right. Um, and we've got this, you know, we've got a young program. We can, now granted, they don't have the same person coaching them between the seasons. Um, so you're not necessarily building continuity and building momentum in, in that, in that narrow regard, but that's yeah, I think I think that's what I would go for, especially with Columbus North 1228. Be interesting to see the names on that. And I'm actually gonna check that right now. Um the names listed are Klaus, Newell, Wolf, and Baker. So that doesn't even include Keesler. Right. Now Baker I- was on the 1600. So can you bring you're going to need Klaus, Newell, and Baker. You're probably going to need those same four on the four by eight. So can so you bring Keesler back on the 16? Yeah. Can Baker run the 12? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, how does Klaus double doing or Newell double doing both of the 800s? Now, you know, you're talking 75, 80, maybe, maybe 90 minutes if any of the coaches, you know, like get on the track worrying about the, the double waterfall stagger or whatever, where they're lining up. Right, could do in this case, or, maybe, or they could just they maybe could just coach wouldn't do it in this case, but hope nobody um, falls, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> yeah, just roll the dice. Well, let's see how it starts and let's see if anybody gets hurt and then we'll switch. Anyways, um, yeah, that's interesting. Those will be those will be two two interesting races. Um how quickly can we do this? Let's save let's save our, our highlights from this week and our coach's corner for the second the the part of the the very end of the small school podcast. Okay. Okay. Let's do our fantasy track draft. It's a boys' first year. It is your turn to pick first on the boys' side, correct? It is. Okay. So I'm, I am going to open up my Excel spreadsheet. Uh, and when you say a name, I'm going to type it in. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Abram Stett, the senior from Delta. He uh, is a tremendous both high jumper and long jumper. In fact, he has and the, the relays are good. And his relays are good, right? And he, or, you know, his team's relays, obviously. Um, he 23 feet and one quarter inch. That's the best uh, jump this far in either the big or small school division. So across the entire state inside. Um, he's also a 6'5 high jumper, uh, but he's he's jumped higher than that last year. So uh, Abram Stitt from Delta is my boy's choice. Okay. That uh, leaves me with my choice that I was going to pick. You did not pick him, so I will. Uh, this does put three good hurdlers on my team. So I guess my the guys are going to be fighting for points within their own team. But like I tell the boys on the team that I coach, the only guys you don't have to worry about are the ones on your own team. So I, like I don't know that. if maybe at the state meet, you know, they – they're not going to wear the same color jerseys, but maybe we get them the right headbands, not the ninja style headbands at tie, because those are not allowed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we like can. a like a solid color headband of you and I can pick our team colors. Maybe that's the last talk thing to, we pick. Yeah, talk to Derek and see if uh, he'll sponsor those for us and uh get us uh headbands for our teams. Yeah, old rich uncle penny bags or whatever. It's got the purse strings over there with the Indiana runner money. Anyways, the guy I'm picking, his name is Tyler Tartar. We call, him, we call him the sauce. He oh. runs for Fishers. And today, my guy Tyler ran 8.08 in the 60-meter hurdles. And I believe that if that's not the best time, it's right among the best times in the state. And guess what, Taylor, not Tyler. Yeah. He's better at the 300s than he is at the shorter hurdles. Is he? And who... Who has a history of success in the four by 400 meter relay fishers. Was- and he's good at that too. So maybe, a, maybe sprinkle a couple bonus points here on at the end with the four by four relay. Taking right. Tyler Tartar. The sauce they call him. Yes. Nice. If there's one thing that we do well on this podcast, it is nicknames. the nicknames. Well, who is your uh, top pick tonight in the girls draft? You get the first pick here tonight for the girl side. Okay, so as I was thinking through things, and we have six minutes left, I'm, you know, you want potentially, this is about scoring points. 
Yeah. You, but you don't know what people are going to do at the state meet and they obviously need to make decisions on what's best for them. And, and depending on the school that they go to potentially best for their team, if they're, if they're a title contender, um, So you, you want somebody in multiple events. Typically, that's an explosive event athlete, right? Right. right? Jumps, sprints, relays. You can do three or four things. But there are some athletes that do multiple distance events at the state meet. And I think last week, I, I think I, I think I got one. Oh, boy. When I All picked right. Nikki I, Sutherland I, or Nicole okay. Sutherland. Yeah. So this time I was kind of thinking, are there any other athletes that maybe might do multiple events at the state meet. And when you look at the state meet, when you look at the results from last year, some of these events seem pretty open, right? Yeah. I so, think we're thinking of the same girl here. So I'm gonna have to come up with somebody else in a second. Okay. So I'm gonna pick Gretchen Farley because so, last year she won, she didn't win, I'm sorry. Although, Hell, man, finishing in the top three is like winning, right? Well, she finished third in the 1600 and she finished second in the 800. And yeah. I just think, well, is she going to do that this year or is she going to concentrate on one event? And I yeah. thought, why would she not do the 1600? There's no runaway winner. There's a bunch of girls that are really, really good. Nikki Sutherland is one. Her own teammate is another one. But any like this is a really solid year. She could win the sixteen hundred. She could win the eight hundred. And so I'm, I'm gonna pick her on my team. And then you know maybe we'll distribute like, you know, gold headbands or whatever. Yeah, not solid gold because that would obviously weigh them down. Just yellow. Well, um, as I said, I think. Did you like how I delayed that? Because I was also looking through the results as I was going. Yeah, through you it. you wanted to use up the final six minutes here, so uh, I could just squeeze this in here, and then <laughs> yeah, you got to pick somebody in the next four the seconds. Same girl, yeah, that I had already written down. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with uh, her teammate, who you mentioned already. Sophia Kennedy, right? I've got a lot of explosive athletes on my team. It's time for a distance girl here and Kennedy is one of the rare distance girls as you've already mentioned who could score in multiple events she is the runner up from the 3200 outdoors last year she has run a 445 or 449 for her uh indoor uh one was her team one was Farley that was was Kennedy here so I'm, this is off the dome so I I know it's one of the two but um, anyway, Kennedy ran sub 450 indoors already in her 1600. And as you mentioned, why not do both? So uh, she very well could and score in both, even though it is difficult. She is that talented and she did go 1015, give or take, in the indoor 3200. So I'm going to go with Sophia Kennedy from Park Tudor uh, as my girls pick in tonight's draft. Wow, the draft is going so well. Our teams are so good. They are really good. These are state-caliber athletes here. My God. If we we would definitely go first and second in some order at the state meet. Maybe Herf Jones can send us a, a ring. You know, we get one of those uh, state championship rings or runner-up rings. Or Jostens. Shout out to Jostens. Kyle Groh's mom. She works for Jostens. 
Oh, is that a, a competitor here of uh, Herf Jones? No, not really. Not really a competitor because Jocelyn's is better. So. Wow. Or how do you Although if either one of them, <laughs> I'm willing to switch my allegiance if either wants to support the podcast. This podcast yeah, we're, we can easily be bought. You know, we're not, we don't have that high morals. We and it, it, it ain't going to cost much. I can tell you that. Right. Uh, cool. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this meet next weekend. 10 a.m. start in beautiful B-Town, Bloomington, Indiana. Again, go to the IATCCC.org website to buy your ticket. It must be bought in advance. There's a limited number because IU is restricting all who are allowed in the building. That includes athletes and coaches. We're only allowed, like I think it's one alternate per relay, and they're limiting the number of coaches uh, per school, and you have to buy tickets additional and da-da-da-da-da. So Ken brought a please, bunch today. If yeah, and, if and, and unfortunately, we are not going to be able to broadcast it through Indiana Runner. Our our broadcast partner fell through. So, so be there live in person so you can see it. Confirm with your son or daughter's coach that he or she will be competing, uh, and then buy that ticket. I don't know what the refund process is like, but you know, make sure you're going before you buy because again, there's a limited number. So, yep. Uh, All right. Small school podcast coming out later this week. Yep. I think we probably do it tomorrow. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for coming on. Hey, go hounds. Go hounds. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They're my little guys. I love them.